Welcome to Intimate Conversations with your girl, Talitha Kume, presented by Food for the Soul Media Group on Hot 702.5 FM and on our FB page, Food for the Soul Media Group. So stay tuned, you guys, and we will be right back. In these uncertain times, everyone needs a hand up. Becoming a sponsor or making a donation to Food for the Soul Media Group is a great opportunity to help. Intimate Conversations with Talitha and Bobby airs every Saturday at 1 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Hot 702.5 FM Streaming Radio and live on our FB page. Intimate Conversations discusses all of those topics we don't like to talk about. Become a sponsor or donate today at foodforthesoulmediagroup.press or email us at foodforthesoulpresents at gmail.com. Let's talk about it. Thank you for tuning in this afternoon to Intimate Conversations with Talitha and Bobby, presented by Food for the Soul Media Group here on Hot 702.5 FM and live on our Food for the Soul FB page. Now, if you guys haven't already, go like our page, follow us on Instagram at Food for the Soul Media Group and Orlay Worldwide, and subscribe to our YouTube stations Food for the Soul Media Group and Intimate Conversations, you guys. But before we get started today, you can tune in to us now every Saturday. Every so you Saturday. guys see us on a new day every Saturday. Can you turn you? Are you are you up as high as you can go? Yeah, um, I mean I'm I'm up. Um, I'm up. Can you hear me better? Am I better? A, a little bit. Am I better? Am I better? A, a little bit. All right. So, you guys, yeah. um, we are here on Saturdays now, same time, same place, and our thing for this month is actually, what is love? So, that's what we titled our theme uh, for this month, so we're excited to talk about some um, what issues, is love? some issues surrounding love, you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> and so, um, today we are talking about maximizing your marriage. And we wanted to hit that real hard because we have been, man, it's been a lot. Y'all, it's been a lot going on with the, with the COVID. We talked about, I think, our one of our very first shows or second show, we were talking about COVID conversations where we were talking yeah. about how relationships were doing um, during this pandemic. And I know that it has been, it, it has been a lot. So, it's been bad yeah. for a lot of people. It has. And yeah. so we're going to talk about ways that we can kind of try and um, spice up our marriage or just maximize our marriage and, um, you know, and that union and that bond that that you have if you are a husband or a wife. Yes, and sir. so, you guys, we're, um, we're talking about how you can really put your marriage in overdrive, uh, give you guys some tips from for, from some <laughs> others, and then some tips that we've learned in the last 10 years that we have been together and things that we've seen that are easy things to send a marriage downhill pretty doggone quick and if you didn't know before then don't say that we never told you okay and so uh before we get started because this month is february and it's also black history month and we all we talk about love but we talk about black history um i thought we would highlight some famous black power couples that you may have never heard of so i looked up um famous black couples that were power couples and 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 i I surprisingly I saw a, a a nice list. Yeah. I saw a nice list. A lot of them were were older couples, so I'm hoping that they revise that list and come out with some new power couples right. that are um you know that are doing big things or that did big things before you know whatever happened. And so this actual couple is Earl G and Barbara Graves, 
and um, they are the owners of, or they started the Earl G. Graves LTD and Black Enterprise. So it says Earl G. Graves Sr. and his wife Barbara created a newsletter that gave birth in 1970 to Black Enterprise magazine, the first publication devoted to African-American entrepreneurs and corporate executives. Earl G. Graves LTD served as the holding company for Earl G. Graves Associates Management Consulting and Earl G. Graves Publishing. And today, under CEO Earl Butcher Graves Jr., Earl G. Graves LTD is a 25.5 million media empire that encompasses, I'm sorry, publishing, digital, and events arms, including the Entrepreneur Summit, Golf and Tennis Challenge, and the Women of Power Summit, co-founded in 2005 by Barbara, who held major positions at Black Enterprise from editorial director to chief financial officer. Other events that they have include the African American Festival, African uh, uh, the American Black Film Festival, while uh, broadcast properties include the Women of Power television series and the syndicated show Our World with Black Enterprise. And the firm also co-owns the Black Enterprise Greenwich Street Corporate Growth Private Equity Fund. And so I was excited to hear about that, that this black couple started the Black Enterprise for us entrepreneurs and us people who are out here thinking that it can't be done. Right. It can absolutely be done. And, and they gave they gave birth to this in 1970, you guys. And That's so y'all, we're about to get real honest, break these things down and tell you some of the negatives and positives of how we are achieving these uh, relationship goals or relationship um, strategies and, and then what we've actually struggled with. There's something that we've overcome too. So we are gonna get into it now. Eight principles to stronger relationships. So we got about 50 minutes. We're going to run through it, and uh, we're going to give you guys some good music. So our first, the number one is, it just says that relationships take work. This is foundational. It is easy to uh, to assume, I'm sorry, that good relationships just happen, but nothing could be further from the truth. Instead, we have to cultivate and nurture our relationships. And if we don't, they will suffer from neglect, even if it's unintentional. And so this, uh, what, what they were saying right here, it reminded me of that movie that we did the movie review on with Leonardo DiCaprio and uh, Kate Winslet, The uh, right. Revolutionary Road. And, and it wasn't that, it wasn't that, Maybe they didn't have a good foundation, but I think that the um, just thinking that if you, if you don't cultivate and nurture the relationship, that it sometimes it goes awry. You know right. what I'm saying? And so um, I want to know what your thoughts are, or were, were or were your thoughts, or what were your thoughts? I'm sorry, when you first got married, and what are your thoughts on this subject now, as far as? People just think that a relationship should just automatically work. Like, okay, if we got if we together and we love each other, then we should just work. It's like, I mean, what? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's easy. Yeah. What I do thought, you think I about I was that? misguided, so I didn't know what to think. I, other than I thought I had to do it to keep from going to hell. I mean, you know, I was I was a kid. What so you mean? I thought I had to get married. To keep from going to hell? Yeah. So, but, but. With the relationship, did you think that it should automatically just be that it should not be any work involved? That it should just be what it was? I mean, as or a kid, I figured, I figured, yeah, it would just it would just work. I didn't, you know, I didn't know. Really? I was an idiot. You think? Yeah. 
Okay. You know, I wasn't taught nothing other than, you know, get married by some pastors. And, you know, that's it. It wasn't, I wasn't taught how to use it. Okay. Well, for me, I never, um, I've always been a, uh, a person who worked hard at everything that I did. Yeah. I've, I've never been a quitter. And, you know, <clears throat> firsthand that I don't quit, even though when you met me, I'm like on to the next. I'm just, I was just very um, purposeful about what I started to do once you and I met. Because I'm just right. like, okay, if this ain't working out, it, 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 it serves no purpose for me to waste time. Right. If I know that we're not both putting in the effort together, you know what I'm saying? Like if you out there doing the food and I'm sitting here trying to make it work, then it's not ever going to work because right. it's only right. one of us doing the work. So yeah. I've never been a stranger to hard work. So I always believed that a marriage, um, a marriage or a relationship period took, um, you know, some cultivating and you need to make sure, you know, you get to know the person's likes and dislikes and, right. you know, things that piss them off, all those type of things or whatever, so that you can, you know, have a have a successful relationship. So I'm big on communication. So that part, I've always known that. But I think that what helps to me you know, is has always been, I totally, totally believe in premarital counseling. And right. like I told y'all before, oh, a while ago on one of the other shows, I actually believe in dating counseling because I think it's important while you're dating, let's counsel and really get to know each other to make sure that we want to take this even to the marriage right. level. Right. Because by the time you're there at the marriage level, a lot of people just kind of go through with it because they're like, okay, we're here already. We didn't been together for about three or four years. So, I mean, I guess we're just going to go ahead and do it, you know. And that's right. just the wrong attitude to have to me. I believe it. So, yeah, I, I've never thought that it wasn't work. So And see, no, I've yeah. always been a hard worker mm-hmm. and believe yeah. in work. But uh, yeah. what I didn't or wasn't trained in believing or working in or wasn't trained in working at, is um waiting on other people to get it together. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to to watch somebody continue to be a fool. Right. And then you just think you're supposed to just sit there like Jose and take it. Oh yeah. Yeah, you know, you're right. That's that's right. that's the hard part. Yeah. So and I think that, that that comes from though, you know, meeting somebody when possibly they're not at the level that you're on yet. Right. And then right. as a man, you might think, OK, I can save them. Or as a woman, I know for sure that a lot of us women feel like, OK, well, we can help change him or help guide him or something like that or whatever. And he's not he hasn't met his full potential. But with me by his side, you a good woman, you know, what I'm saying that he's going to do all this. And a lot of times that just doesn't happen. Right. It just doesn't happen unless possibly you guys are maybe around the same age maybe and you guys are kind of coming up together then you have room to grow but if you're already here and then you're waiting for him to come meet you there or you're here and you're waiting for her to come meet you there sometimes it takes a long grueling process and you know do we have the patience for that and that's, I don't that's know. where that's where it lies i think if you communicate that yeah if you communicate man i'm not willing to wait for you to do that but i'm wait i'm willing to wait for you to do this yeah People would be we would be better. Better off. Heck you yeah. Know what I'm saying? Heck yeah. Like I'm not cool with that, but this part I can take. I get it. communication is the key. We don't even do that and we get in so many bad environments that teach us how to not communicate. Mm-hmm. It teaches us how to run away. It's cheaper mm-hmm. to run away than it is to stay there and make it work. Dumb dumbs. You know, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. On the you know, right off is cheaper. Yeah. In the long run it's not, but you know. Right, right. Yeah, but the second relationship, is that me? Mm-hmm. Okay, relationships go through phases and stages. 
the initial wow stage of the relationship doesn't last forever. It doesn't at all. It's mm-hmm. natural to go through phases. In our relationship, when we feel closer, or when we feel closer or more romantic, just as it's natural to feel more distant and less romantic. Would you say that these things came quick for you? Um, like feeling, like when when was the honeymoon phase? Um, for me, with you, actually, I would say because we we met and we actually got married uh, rather quickly. Right. I don't. I can't really say that the honeymoon phase uh, dissipated really quickly, but what I can say is that real life set in pretty quickly once we had to endure hardships early on in our marriage. And we'll talk about that later on in the show with uh, one of the issues that, that we had, but no, I really, um, I dug being around you, man. I really yeah, did. Sure. Like when I first met you, um, we instantly hit it off. And then after that, it was just a whirlwind of, man, this is this is my homie. And for me, you know, a lot of people don't want this, but this is what I prayed for. This is what I wanted. I wanted somebody that could be my best friend. I wanted somebody that I would be able to tell everything to, anything to, and that they wouldn't judge me. You know what I'm right. saying? And they And they wouldn't treat me different because of whatever things that I shared with them. And so with me and Bobby, we started off with him just telling me, that's wrong, that's wrong, uh, you was dumb for doing that, well, he playing you and he played you and he did this or whatever. And so I appreciated your um, your authenticity and your realness to a lot of the stuff that we talked about because I felt like uh, you didn't really have to do that for me. You know what I'm saying? Like you was kind of like my Steve Harvey early on. Like right. you didn't, you didn't have to tell me all that stuff and you know hit me the game, and so I appreciated that. And that was before we even got together and started dating. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, okay, well this dude is just being for real with me, whether we get together or not. And I appreciate that. So that friendship level came right away, and then you know the 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 romance and the um and the other stuff followed. Right. So I think I don't think that it was really quick that I fell into that. Oh dang. Oh, I got to go home now. Dang, he finna be home. I never felt right, that. And I still right. haven't felt that, Bob. Right. I haven't either. Really? Yeah. Aww. Was, that's because we've done this enough. Yeah. <clears throat> that's good. That's good. Yeah. I appreciate that. So we both are on the same page with that. And a lot of couples can't say that. Right. A lot of couples, you know, you they honeymoon they honeymoon phase is over so quick, and then by the time you get into that first year or second year or whatever, or they go through problems. You're like, damn, why did I marry this nigga? Mm-hmm. Or dang, why I married? You know what I'm saying? Right. Really, for real. And so I'm glad that we have that. Um, the third one is adjustments are necessary. Any relationship will have a difficult time surviving if it is not allowed to evolve when a life altering change occurs i.e. children, job changes, moves, and other events require a couple to adjust the way they fit together. A refusal to accept and adjust to life-changing events will stress the relationship. And so this one is a good one because we just relocated here, and that was a big life change for us, man. Man. It was a big, your your mom was sick, um, and, well, she's been sick for a little bit, and not like... Ill, ill, sick, like having to take care of her, but still right. ill. Um, and then my dad is sick. Um, 
uh, we went from making Big Bank with you being at the clubs to you right. now being an artist full time. And so would you say that we manage transitions well? And Absolutely. then if so, uh, what advice would you give to other couples when life happens um, and and how they can move through it? Stay, keep your eye on the goal. I think we did. I think we did well. We did. Move, you know, switch, moving over, taking care of your brother. Yeah. You know, that's a big deal. Oh, yeah. That, oh, my gosh, that's huge. y'all. That's, that's bigger a, than... Yeah, that, that's that. Yeah, that's that. Actually, that's bigger almost than the you sick know. the sick parents yes, because actually, you know, being that we didn't actually, you know, some some families they you know they choose to move in with the parents. You know, like my we I, it's it's seven of us, and so my my younger brother you know chose to move in with my parents and help my mom out with my dad, and right. then uh, Bobby's brother moved in with his mom. And so, you know, he's there to kind of help her out and everything whenever she needs something. And so, you know, that's that. But having to take care of a sibling is a little bit different. And so Bobby has been so gracious in my younger brother. Um, he lives with us. And Bobby has been so gracious in helping me um, just kind of guide his path because he's not, um, there's nothing, there's not a whole lot wrong with him, but he's learning disabled. And right. so because he's learning disabled, it's kind of hard for him to make decisions on his own. And we've realized that as life happened and we kind of let him out on his own and that didn't work out real well. So, yeah. um, you know, we have this grown man, you know, living with us. And, um, yeah, that's a, that's a life change. Grown That's, man who who operates like like a fifteen year old. Yeah, because when and it's we just it's mm -hmm. so strange. It's it's hard to watch. Because when we first met, you know, it was just Bobby and I. So we were just living, doing our thing or whatever. And then actually, you know what? It, Bobby has been like the awesomest, you know, because actually it's been a lot of him being there for me and my family. Because even after our first year in marriage, I believe, we moved in my parents' house for a little bit to help them out because they transitioned to Houston. Right. And so we were there helping to take care of my little sister and my brother. And then, um, yeah, so it's been a lot of that. But I would say that keeping your eye on the prize is 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 the best thing you can do. And the prize is really, to me, it's your marriage. Right. Period. So whatever, you know, even though your goals might change or th different situations might change because someone is sick or someone lost their job or whatever it is, <coughs> the goal is the marriage, keeping your eye on the fact that you two are married and you two are one. So whatever changes come about, y'all got to figure that stuff out. Right. Y'all got to figure it out and work it out. It's just that simple. So. Yeah. Yep. Number four, deep roots help you grow. A strong commitment is vital to riding out the challenges of a of couple life and life itself. Experiencing the love and acceptance of a caring relationship can help partners feel affirmed and enhance who they are. Do I think I affirm you enough? Um, I know I know I've gotten better. I think I've gotten better since we moved about affirming you. Mm -hmm. Oh, my bad. What does that do for you as a whole? If I never supported you in the thing you do, do you think we would be here? No, we wouldn't be. Right. And this, this is me asking you? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. My bad. <laughs> yes. My yes. Bad. Um, I, I think 
that um, you have gotten better with affirming me. And what is crazy, you guys, is that when, you know, a lot of people, they write books about marriages and stuff like that or whatever, but I promise you, the most powerful book that you will ever read for a marriage is the five love languages. And, and I'm, I, I promise you, and I'm talking about actually um, with your marriage, with your children, with your friends, it actually helps a lot to learn how the people that you love operate in their love language. And so mine, when, uh, cause I went through the book, um, I went through the book, I think some way, way, some years back in a previous marriage. And, uh, this time, you know, Bob and I were just kind of trying to strengthen our marriage. And a friend of mine was like, Hey, I'm going through the five love languages. You want to do it? I'm like, Oh yeah, cool. I, I remember that. That was cool. And so when I read it, it was so eye-opening because I knew it, but I didn't know it. Right. And I understood it, but I didn't understand it because I kept saying to myself, okay, well, you know, Bobby does all these things for me. And when I tell y'all, his his love language is um, acts of service. So he does all these things to show you like, hey, man, I love you. So I'm going to get up and, you know, mow the grass or I'm going to get up and wash the dishes. I'm going to get up and make you. Uh, breakfast or do these things or whatever but my love language my main love language is is affirmation so you can do all those things for me but if you don't tell me um you know talitha you look nice today or talitha you did a good job or you know talitha i'm proud of you or you know uh thank you for cleaning up or whatever it is though those things work for me better than service for me right and then for him because he was so service oriented, I'm not understanding. I'm telling him stuff like, hey, man, I support you. Dude, you're awesome. Man, I love you. And he likes that, too. As a man, of course, anybody would. But I'm thinking that I'm being this supportive wife, not realizing that Bobby deals with service issues because he <clears throat> serves. So he's like, damn, you didn't, you know, you could have ironed my clothes for me. You could have like one time. I, I will never forget y'all. I got to tell you the story. Um. I remember that he was at, this is when he had started smoking cigars. He was at work and um, he worked downtown. It was about maybe a 30 minute drive or so or whatever. And I will never forget, he was like, um, he said, hey, dang, I forgot my cigars at home. I'm like, oh, dang, baby, I'm sorry to hear about that. And I went on doing something else. I think I was going to watch TV or something. I had my pajamas on and everything already or whatever. And so he was like, dang, you can't bring it to me? And I'm like, what? He's like, you can't bring it to me. I'm like, the thought never crossed my mind. Like, why would I, why would I, you know, get in the car and bring you your cigars? What are you talking about? And so I remember he was so upset about that. And I could not understand, like, dude, are you seriously upset about me not coming out at nighttime in my pajamas or whatever? I'm comfortable to bring you some cigars that you forgot. You know what I'm saying? And after I read that book, that's when it clicked to me. I was like, God, dog it. That was an act of service that I could have done for you that right. I didn't think to do. If I would have done that, you know, you would have been over the moon like, oh, my wife's the bed. You, but I didn't. I was just thinking, okay, well, you forgot it. Oh, dang, sorry. But it was right. real serious for you because remember at that time you were t- t- kind of taking cigars to work with you every every weekend or whatever. And you was kind of puffing on. Yeah, right. you puffing on like different ones or whatever. And so that, that that's the story that I have that really knowing um, how your spouse's love language works will really enhance your relationship tenfold, I promise you, because you won't 
you won't be doing a whole lot of stuff that you think they want. Right. But you'll be doing things that they actually want yeah. once you understand it. Facts. You know what I'm saying? What would you say? I'd say that's actually that's accurate. True? Yeah. True. It's true. You affirm me? I affirm you. Yeah? Yeah. But before, not so much. No. Why? I didn't really understand that. Like yeah. I said, I've been learning, so yeah. I had, you know, come from a damaging couple situations. Yeah. So learning from all that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just simple stuff. You know, when I started to do more around the house and stuff like that, and even though I had been domestic by the time we got together because our schedules were so not in sync, I had stopped being domestic. I wasn't doing too much of, you know, I'm like, okay, whatever, I'll do it, maybe I won't. And so it started to be a lot. And so I started to do more for him um, at the house and he could see that I cared. Cause at right. one time, remember you were like, man, you don't care. You don't care about me, you don't care. And so, okay. um, and sure. so, yeah. Is there any, there, it, nothing we could do about that, huh? Cause your voice is so. It's not always low. It's just it, when I'm not. No, it I don't is. Need, I, don't have, I don't have to yell right now. I don't think. It, it is always low. Your voice is always low. Always low. And so. Um, yep. Um. Anyway. So yeah. When I started to do stuff for him, that's when stuff started to change for us. I think. Right. And so it was easier for him to possibly affirm me as I was doing uh, service acts for him. So I think it I think it does work both ways. So um you guys we are really sharing and opening up to you guys. Uh we got a whole lot going on, a whole lot more stories. <laughs> and I yep. hope you guys appreciate the yep. honesty and maybe you can see yourself in some of our mistakes or uh, this might help you start to talk about your own relationships you guys. But we are about to take a break. When we come back, we're going to get into the actual factuals with Bobby and our last four things uh, that we hope will strengthen and maximize your marriage. So I'm trying to wait for Bobby to uh, find this uh, song that we have. Actually, you guys, we have a special guest. Uh, a friend of ours is going to be coming in at the end of February by the name of Star K. Yep. And so we are going to be trying to play some of his sounds this month until we meet up with him on the last Saturday. So you guys... You're listening to Intimate Conversations with Talitha and Bobby on Hot 702.5, and we will be right back after this joint. I ain't into playing games and all that. Why drive lane when I can fall back? It's real shit, now what you call that? Welcome to Dallas. Bah. Pull a big mower too 
Everything is slow motion, that's what it's supposed to do You would a made nigga, that's how you supposed to move And you a bad bitch, nigga's supposed to choose But what I'm supposed to do, is keep this money stacking Niggas talking trapping, I'm about to kill this rapping And stack a couple jackets, and cop expensive fashions And blow a couple binges, then it's right back to stacking Tell game niggas know it ain't no room for lames. Drive fly shit and stay in your lane. More than getting your skin, I'm trying to touch your brain. I ain't playing games, I'm just saying. You should believe in what I'm saying. I'm a play. Right. A couple singles dropping, a couple dimes bopping, a couple niggas watching. But after none of them niggas, you know I keep it cocking. They know I keep them rocking. All the latest shit. Bumping Welcome to Dallas, you play my latest hits. Plus that ass poking. I got the best view. Off the chain hustle, plus a sex too. In the bedroom, she got the best moves. But when it's go time, Bust the best too. I ain't saying she wrong, but damn, she right and thick as fuck. When it's us against the world, we don't know who to trust. Two things for certain, that's a down chick. And she around quick, when I get down shit. Bag the work and load a couple rounds quick. Hop on that leather, we gon' glide quick. Look, in this fairytale game, niggas know it ain't no room for lanes. Drive, fly, shit, and stay in your lane. More than getting your skin, I'm trying to touch your brain. I ain't playing games, I'm just saying. You should Look. believe in what I'm saying, I'm a play. Right. My conversation, I can get you there. Right. I have no business like I'm supposed to. Not like the niggas that you close to. No. So let me show you. Show. Don't call me with that dumb shit. No. Asking me questions like who I fuck with. Welcome back to Intimate Conversations with Talitha and Bobby, presented by Food for the Soul here on Hot 702.5 FM, and we are talking about maximizing your marriage for 2021. But before we continue, we want to see what the actual factuals are from Bobby B. Yeah, let's get through it, man. This is a stinger. Mm-hmm. Don't get it twisted, Papa. She been on that. In the beginning, you were a great passable pastime that I would pass by and walk by. But since I'm in a vulnerable situation, I will sit and play with your emotions a bit. Why the hell not? You saw the shit coming. You knew TF I was when we got serious. You met me, I was a hoe. Why TF would I change that now for your mediocre ass wood? I left stronger and longer men than you. Why do you feel special? I know you see the way I pick fights now. That was all by design. I love that stupid look on your face whenever I jump in my seat by whenever I see Keith's meet when he sends me a, a pic. My bad, I messed that up. 
YTF in my hair. I know this nigga sees me flip my phone over whenever he sits down. I know this dude ain't stupid. All my pretending ass girl trips. He has to be blind. Or maybe he's cheating too. Maybe he's more crafty than any woman ever could be. Nah, that's not it. I'm the devourer. I eat and wipe my mouth and say I've done no wrong. Doesn't he notice my disdain for his jokes? Doesn't he see the way I avoid his, avoid his puny, boyish sexual advances? If only he would wake up and see the snake before I attack. I'm the cheating woman. Okay. Now. Okay. All right then. So I, I was told not to ask a whole lot of questions because this all comes from Bobby's, uh, his mind and, and what he's thinking. And that's the purpose. You can for, ask all the questions you want to anyway, ask. I'm just saying don't ask me no anyway, silly questions anyway, that I can't answer on the spot. That's, that's, that, the, the purpose for the actual factuals was for him to kind of just put his stuff out there and say what he feels. And so he knew we were talking about uh, maximizing your marriage, but you chose to talk about a cheating woman. Yes. So as far as the question I want to ask is, Percentage-wise, percentage-wise, how many married women do you think cheat? 72% probably. Are you serious? Get out of here. Okay. Get the hell out of here, Maybe Bobby. about 71. Maybe I was shooting over too high. 71% of married women, you think that they cheat? I think. Why? I just, it just, I don't know. I feel like a lot of married women have a lot of cheater conversation. All the years I've worked in clubs, I've heard a lot of, a lot of stuff from a lot of married women that just seem real, and the dudes never know. It'd be like the owners. I've had a, um, I've heard some stuff from one of the owners' cousins, uh-huh. uh, wives, you know, um, all these weird things, man. That's a lot more than dudes. I don't know. I don't know. I I think that dudes. I, are, I always thought it would be more. I always thought no, men well, were more, well, well, but it just seems like. Well, see, dudes are more. I would say. Probably to me, dudes are more not discreet, but right. they they not really gonna talk about it unless you they boy. But dudes they talk about it though. I hear dudes talking about it, but I hear more. I've heard in my career, I've heard more women talking about it. About cheating. Yes. Married or yes. in relationships. Married women. Like Golly. it's just a thing to do. Yeah, I don't I don't know about that, Bob. I think that that number is skewed a little bit. But actually, we're going to find out. So I'm going to post that and see what the percentage is of married women that cheat. So that was different. That was a different angle for him to uh, come from. But I dug it. I like it. If you that woman, then uh, get, get your stuff together. That's all I can say. I'm not. So. Let's go. We're gonna finish our list. <laughs> so he six. went. Yeah, he wasn't talking about me. So number five. Oh, we're at five. Appreciation goes a long way. Several studies have found appreciation to be a key characteristic of healthy marriages and families. Happy, stable couples. Positive statements outnumbered negative five to one, and that escalation of negativity signaled a poor prognosis for the marriage. So, Bobby, do you think? that we do this more than not. And I know that you have some stories of couples, you know, who do this, you know, who kind of, you know, just do the most with negativity. Do you think that they are truly happy? Mm-mm. Hmm? I don't think so. 
Because it says appreciation. It's just saying the five, the num number five what, is appreciation. What's the appreciation? It's what's the appreciation for your spouse, period. It says several studies have found appreciation. Like just so I appreciate, characteristic I appreciate of a having healthy, a spouse. Of a healthy, it said of a key characteristic of a healthy marriage and mm -hmm. families, happy, stable couples, positive statements, outnumbered negative, five to one. So appreciation is, even if me and you are not the oh, yeah, best. Oh, no. no not even if. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying, do we do that well? Because, like, even if me and you are not are not the best at whatever's going on, or even right. in, if we're in a situation where we're arguing or whatever, I appreciate the fact that you get up and you cook in the morning for me. Right. I appreciate the fact that, you know, you help me get ready for work. So right. I'm saying that it's saying that the appreciation goes a long way, even if it's some other stuff that's kind of kind of going wrong or whatever. So in, right. a, in a relationship, you might be mad at your dude, but if he's getting up and going to work, appreciate that because right. he don't have to do that. I think I think it's a big problem. When we're always trying to. Why are we always mad? Like, what are we finding space to be mad about? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like for real, for real. Like I mean, I got a buddy who mm -hmm. every day mad about mad, something. Yeah, she's always saying something. Oh, she's mad about something. Okay. Like, why are you even here if you wanna? If you gotta hear that all the time. And that's what I'm saying. That's like pointless to me, man. What are you trying to do it for? To for Facebook. And what is that? That um that that wife? What is it? The the proverb about the wife on the on the on the roof. What a nagging wife yeah. in the corner of a rooftop. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. yeah. And that, and that's that's too much, man. That's a lot. It's that's like much. really a lot. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Nagging dude, the same man. Like yeah. dude, like what is all that? Yeah, stop, stop with the nagging and just appreciate what, what you have. Because some people life is short, are, yeah, man. And we some people on some nonsense. That's they weird. jumping at a chance to be right. with your, they jumping at a chance to be with your boo or a boo. Yeah. Period. Your oh. boo. <laughs> you, feel, you feel me? Yeah, for real. Stupid. For real. Facts. Oh, yeah, number six. Yeah, but speaking of that, the grass isn't actually greener on the other side. While it's natural for people to have the occasional thoughts that it may be that they would be happier with someone else, I would encourage you to challenge them. Before you rush to the end of the, uh, to rush to end a current relationship, think of this statement made by a marital therapist. Choosing, choosing a partner is choosing a set of problems. That's deep. If you give one partner for another, you may simply get a new set of problems. I say this not to be negative about marriage, but to be realistic about being a human being. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, I think it's real. I think this is real thoughts. I think I mentioned that before about um, how uh, it's hard for like it's harder for men to get with women who've had a bigger history mm -hmm. because they have a whole lot more of a challenge, mm -hmm. you know, to deal with more men being more. Uh, um, what do you call that? Insecure. Nah, more um, competitive. Okay. And it's like if you if you have that much of a challenge ahead of you even before you mentally you feel like you might have already lost i've seen dudes like this like biscuits mm -hmm. he said stuff he said that before you know i feel it but is the grass greener on the other side though? no that really doesn't. never because that grass that, is never greener on the other side you're trading problems for problems right because this is specific, saying. It's, it's specifically talking about cheaters though to no, me this is talking about cheaters in a sense in a sense but it could be talking about the grass looks green on the other side because that person has less stuff in their yard. 
less problems, right? Yeah. So I don't know if that's necessarily cheaters. I think it's both. It's I like, think oh, man, they just I got all this over there. They don't have all these issues I got to deal with over here. Yeah, I, I think it's both. I think it's cheated because that, that, that saying, it goes with uh, cheating. So when the, the training. grass is greener. What about training? Grass is greener. Because my reference, my, my statement a minute ago about the dealing with all the extras, yeah. it's training. It's having to untrain somebody that's been through all this training from all these bad teachers. Right. You know. I, I think that in in marriages really like i said the counseling really helps and getting counseling from someone who knows how to counsel and not just you know okay this pastor's finna marry us we don't know him he don't know a whole lot about us or whatever but he opens but, the bible but, and just but, yeah, thumbs and through scripture yeah, and he's supposed to be a yeah, counselor you know, right and that that doesn't work right, that that's right. never going to work in a real life marriage because right. the bible only goes so far because everybody doesn't learn from the Bible. Everybody has not been Bible trained. So even if you are a believer or you call yourself a believer, trying to go in and say, the Bible say this, 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 do this, don't do this, don't do this, or whatever, that's not counseling. That so, means nothing to somebody right. who don't believe it. What does that matter? And so for me, the grass um, isn't actually green on the other side, but we've got a whole lot of, we've had a whole lot of ups and downs in our marriage. And I would say that we were, uh, we're we, we've been pretty consistent but uh, what wasn't consistent for us a lot was our, um, you know, and I can be honest, was our intimacy level when we first got together. Right. It was really hard for me to get it together. Um, and I know for Bobby that it wasn't really easy. Um, but I can honestly say that I never thought that the grass was greener on the other side. Um, right. I, um, but I know, you know, I felt like, during that time when I was trying to find my, you know, my inner freak or whatever it was that I was supposed to have, you know, especially as a Gemini, um, did you ever think about that? Did you ever think that problems like, okay, damn, this Yeah, this I thought a, big, a myriad this, of things. Yeah. I thought like, man, I this is a big I've problem. Messed yeah. up a lot. Yeah. And here I go again. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Now I'm ending the rest of my life and career in a situation where I can't fix. And that's what I felt early on, uh-huh. you know. So. And so as far as like, so what what helped you, what helped you curve that thought, though, after that process? Like what brought you out of that while you were, because that was what we were talking about in the very beginning, um, where, where, where you said um, where you might have to wait for somebody. So you kind of had to wait for me to try and come up to this level to meet you and say, okay, this is a comfortable level for me. I can compromise with Talitha, you know, being this way. And like I said, for me, there were so many walls up, so many soul ties, y'all. And soul ties are so real. We can so do a real. whole story about that, a show about that, and we will. But um, so I had so many walls up and so many things that I had to go through to be able to really feel like I was, you know, sexually free or to be really, really what my husband needed for me to be. And I'm not ashamed to say that um, because everybody is, it's always a learning process. Nobody right. has it all together all the time. And when you look at somebody, you think they are, they have it all together. They tell you they, they lying because right. it's not the truth. It's something, you know, Every it might time. not be, it might not be really big, but it's something. So how did you curve that? And, and how would you advise someone else to, 
possibly curve that. And I'm saying if you really feel like there's a chance to make the marriage work or relationship work. That goes back to the focus. Like, you really do. I think we miss a lot of things when we get scatterbrained, you know, and we just kind of speed through and not look at things slowly. Mm-hmm. If you slow down and focus and look at the real goal, if your real goal is to get a big-ass house and a car, yeah, you know, then that's all you got. Go ahead and throw the rest of your marriage in the trash. Right. But if right. your real goal is to get 20 big-ass houses and a bunch of car lots to rent out cars to the neighborhood and to rappers and everybody else, it's different. Yeah. We don't have that yet, so that means we got to keep on working to getting that. Okay. You know, and a lot of my buddies who I know are in dead-end marriages like they are in their dead-end-ass jobs, they they devote 16 hours to their dead-end-ass job, and then they take an hour and a half to drive to and from their dead-end-ass job to get home to their dead-end-ass marriage, and they spend two hours with their dead-end, deadbeat-ass wife oh and, expect, and expect growth. One of those isn't going to grow, buddy. Yeah. It's probably going to be your dead-end job. You're probably going to grow in that. Go from $19 to $21 at your cap out. Yay. You get to retire at 52 years old and buy a Winnebago. Bobby. Gosh, he is so harsh. I'm saying this is this is what it is. So okay. if we're not focusing, if we don't find a point where we focus and be like, I'm, this is what we're doing this for, nothing else will work. It don't matter how much great sex you have, how much, you know, how much money you make, all of that. None of that stuff will matter okay. if you don't zero in and say what you're doing it for. Okay. Together. I get it. You know what I mean? So we have to have a common goal as a married couple. And that's what equally yoked right. is. It don't matter right. nothing about no church, nothing. Ozzy Osbourne and his wife been married 150 years, and I ain't heard them say Jesus one time. Yeah. So we so can get off of that. It's about just being together. And the com- and the commonality right. that you find in your marriage and, and making sure that you guys are uh, reaching to attain the same things. Facts. So I get it. So we got to hurry because we only got a couple of minutes left, a couple of two or three minutes. Well, go ahead. So um, I'll go ahead and do um, dialogue is more important than agreement. Right. So researchers found that about 70% of disagreements among couples were about issues that were perpetual and unresolvable. So would you ask or would you say it is important for us to be able to agree or to agree to disagree? And if we agree to disagree, are we still able to uh, be able to move forward in the marriage? Yes, like absolutely. We, I think so, we should agree to agree to disagree as like the clan does. What if, what if it's a what if it's a decision though that it's kind of like I say we do this and then I say, "Well, Bobby, I don't feel like we should do that." How can First we First of all, real men know that we only get about 22% of the the whatever goes forth. The rest of it, y'all. Okay. Decisions made is really women. We just got to go with it. If a real man doesn't realize that then He's an idiot. He's still a boy. Oh, Lord. For real. Like, think about TV. You know I don't watch TV. Right. But I watch your shows with you. Yeah. You know, know. whenever I can find an hour to do it. But I don't want to do that, you know. So that's a that's a. But to uh, keep us from fighting, agree, you have to yeah. talk to you know Jamiroquay about it on, <laughs> <laughs> on Facebook instead of me. Then let me go ahead and tap in and just do this so that way she doesn't have to go find this outlet. Right. It's not going right. to kill me. That makes sense. Uh, what about healthy boundaries? That's the last one. Um, and then I'm going to ask for your, uh, what your final thoughts. So healthy boundaries, um, it says that all marriages, healthy marriages, need healthy boundaries. For example, yeah. if your partner has told you something in confidence, you should not reveal it to anyone else. 
Um, and couples should set up boundaries between work life and couple life. Right. So do you think that we have pretty good boundaries? I think our boundaries are really great. Yeah. I don't, I don't There's think There's a time they were, you know, pretty shady. We were just yeah. learning. Yeah, I think that for me, um, and it's always been because I'm so open as a person, so boundaries as far as just maybe sharing something that me and Bobby were going through, you know, or whatever, um, kind of got uh, skewed a little bit. Right. Um, and so I had to pull back. But mainly it's always been not just a gossipy, because I'm not a gossipy person, but it's more of a, hey, I'm going through this, you know, do you have some advice or can you help me with this? But then realizing that I can't... Um, tell all of my marital problems even if it is for advice or help you know what i'm saying and so i I learned that and so that 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 was a lesson that was a lesson so what are your final thoughts don't give other people the right to have power over your spouse by asking someone of the same sex of your spouse for help right for your spouse right because that gives them the upper hand Right. And so I know it or not. Right. And so I've I've not done and now I wasn't doing that. I wasn't that dumb. I wasn't doing that. Um, but I would um, you know, sometimes I might talk to my dad or something like that or whatever, mm-hmm. um, or talk to a girlfriend, but I never I never ask a man for help with my marriage with you. So know that I've never I've never not done necessarily that. Unless, marriage. unless not it marriage, was, but like anything, oh, jobs, unless anything. It, unless it, it doesn't was, need to be Yeah, unless it was um my brother or something maybe. Right. So, you know, so I I learned that off of soul food shit. Okay, um yeah. Wrong. So anyway, my final thoughts are as we continue in this year and bounce back from twenty twenty, we've seen so many things that really make me appreciate my life and my marriage and relationships. Right. But in twenty twenty during the lockdown, it really strengthened some relationships and showed others who each other really is and it is continuing to happen i'm seeing so many couples divorcing or they were living together and now they realize they can't make it at work and it's sad and i used to believe that there was only one soulmate for every person and that still may be true but i also believe now that there are several many soulmates like with a little extra work you can make any true love relationship work you just have to put in the work. Notice how I keep saying work, period. So if you love that man or that woman, put in the work. It doesn't matter how many years you've been together or your situation. It may not be ideal right now, but it's never too late for change. And with God, all things are possible. So be sure you guys to tune in next week for our movie Monday of the month. We don't know what it is yet. We, um, we tried to sure watch a movie. We didn't. Great. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't really like it. So, um, but tune in at six p.m. live on our Food for the Soul page. And our show has been sponsored in part by Mook the Barber, Crisp Products, Isla Cole the Stylist, the Black Market Movement, and Orlay Worldwide. It's your girl Talitha Kume. And your boy Big Bobby B. Giving you something to talk about. And we are out. Yeah, yeah. Sort of superstition. Yeah. You laugh at that guy because he won't split the pole while actively avoiding the crack on the sidewalk. The salt that you throw over your shoulder might be the misshaped food that your mama ate that made you ugly. Though OVO is cute, but now in the house means death. Actually, so does hearing one or seeing one. Don't walk backwards or you'll let the devil know which way you're going. And don't place two mirrors facing each other or you might let the devil in. Be careful not to say the same thing as your friend at the same time because you won't get married. Don't walk under a ladder unless you're trying to avoid immediate danger. But if that immediate danger is bird poo, then you might want to let it land on you. As bird poo is to bring good.
prayers and fish things.